Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, April 1st, 2020. <laughs> I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanay. Don't do any freaking not, April Fool's Day jokes. Not a thing. Nobody. Just don't do them. <laughs> I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. <laughs> All right, Ashley, I want to talk real quick about an article that the New York Times put out um, between Ben Brantley and Jesse Green talking about what would happen if the Tonys were awarded based on the shows that have already opened. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, a super limited sample because even like six yeah. had not technically opened yet. Um, they kind of played fast and loose with the rules um, for best musical. Ben Brantley uh, gave it to Girl from the North Country, but Jesse Green went with a show that is not technically eligible for the best musical I was Tony just Award. About to say, yeah, American <laughs> went went with American Utopia. Both Ben and Jesse went with Adrian Warren for Best Actress in a Musical and uh, J.O. Sanders for Best Actor in a Musical for Girl from the North Country. For Best Revival of a Play, Brantley went with Betrayal. Green went with Frankie and Johnny. Obviously, for Best Revival of a Musical, there was only one open. Uh, Only West Side Story was the only one open. So there's that. Best Uh. Play, both, both went with Slave Play. Um, for Best Actress, mm-hmm. they in, in a play, they both uh, said that they were cool with giving it as a tie to Mary Louise Parker for The Sound Inside and Laura Linney for My Name is Lucy Barton. Mm-hmm. And for Actor in a Play, they both went with Loki himself, the trickster god, Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> Uh, how always, do you feel about al- those? It always comes back to that, doesn't it, for you? I mean, basically everybody in the world has been in a Marvel movie at this point. So it's yeah, true. Basically. It's like law and order. Um, I mean... In a normal season, that obviously wouldn't, those wouldn't be my choices, but if this is what we got to go with, that's, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty uh, much and- as good as it gets. There are some I certainly agree with as far as, even if the season was long, like Slave Play and I loved Mary Louise Parker and The Sound Inside. Again, I don't, I, I don't know, cause so many things haven't opened yet that I'm just like, <laughs> Well, and, and here's the thing. The reason I wanted to do this at the top is because I don't have any insight on this, but I just think that the more things progress that whatever the Tonys are, whenever they happen, right. I think that they, they're going to have to say, we're not necessarily going to do these in a competitive manner, so yeah. to speak. Um, you know, when we talked about this last week uh, with uh, – I'll. Uh, with Oliver, and I think you and I talked about it a little bit too, right, they're going to have right. to do something to kind of change some stuff because we got a long time coming and it doesn't make yeah. sense to have some of these shows open and be part of this season. So I think it's going to be a mess. But speaking of a mess, <laughs> actually, a mess. let's get yeah. into this week or uh, into today's show. We are going to start with news that originally was reported by Billboard yesterday, Ashley. And they actually had a series of stories on this as things became updated. But this is about Oscar, Grammy, and Tony nominee and Emmy Award winner Adam Schlesinger, who is currently fighting for his life in the hospital. He originally, Billboard reported that he was in a medically induced coma while battering, battling coronavirus. Later in the day, they updated to say that he was actually out of the coma. I don't know if he they pulled him out of it today or on Tuesday or if they just had faulty news. Uh, but either way, he has been on a ventilator for over a week. Uh, everybody from Schlesinger's crazy ex-girlfriend co-writer Rachel Bloom to the Bare Naked Ladies yeah. to triumph the insult comic dog <laughs> course, sent their best yes. wishes. 
Uh, Bloom said, quote, please keep Adam in your thoughts and prayers. It's been an extremely scary week. Mm-hmm. Um, Schlesinger received two Tony nominations for his work on Crybaby, and he's set to return to the theater with Bedwetter, the Sarah Silver- Silverman musical this right. spring. I forgot obviously, about that. Oh. Yeah, obviously that's going to change, and he is sure. co-writing the Nanny musical uh, oh, yeah. with Rachel Bloom as well. So just, uh, you know, the more we hear about um people in in our industry being ill uh, the more terrifying uh, God, it, yes. it becomes um we also learned yesterday that former president of the drama desks uh William Wolf died uh on Saturday this past Saturday March 28th due to complications related to COVID-19 so um we obviously our thoughts are with everybody who knew and loved William Wolf and our uh best wishes are sent to Adam Schlesinger as well yeah, as you said, as it's touching so close to the community, so close to people within the community, it's it just gets scarier and scarier. Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I was having this conversation with my brother um, about as this goes on longer and longer. They talk about the the direct payment checks that the government is going to be sending out. While the mm-hmm. administration has said it'll be three weeks, experts are saying it's probably closer to two months. Um, and I, I just don't say, know how I'm people... Not, I'm not counting on it anytime soon. Right. <laughs> it's not and it's even worked how... into my budget at this point. Yeah, I just... I, I, people who work paycheck to paycheck or count on tips for, uh, you know, for their pay... I just can't even imagine, and my heart goes out to them. People, God, yes. uh, it's just, it's just horrifying. But anyway, this is a theater show, so let's get back to some of the theater impact from the COVID nineteen pandemic. In some other news, late Monday night, the Center Theater Group in Los Angeles announced the postponement of a number of shows in their spring and summer season, including the Broadway bound Diane Paulus directed revival of seventeen seventy six. We already knew that the ART production of the show had been moved, but that Roundabout confirmed that they were still planning to bring the show to Broadway next spring. Actually, I still think because they had originally planned on doing a couple more tour stops, I believe, uh, but they could still very easily do ART in the fall and then CTG in like January or February or something and still have plenty of time to come in um, if they wanted to. But we also heard on Tuesday that the Berkshire Theater Group will be moving forward with their summer season, but they are pushing it back to begin performances in August. Um, obviously, a theater group that only runs during the summer has a little bit more flexibility if they need to push things back. Yeah, um, right. But it's good for them to get that information out. And just before we started recording, we heard that the remaining performances of Hamilton's uh, sit-down production in San Francisco have been canceled. Um, it was already supposed to be a limited run there before that company, I believe, moved on to somewhere else. I don't know exactly where that company is set to go, um, but they are moving on uh, from there. So lots of cancellations, Ashley, and I'm telling you right lots now. Lots of cancellations, yeah. It's There's going to be many, many, many more to come as this goes not from weeks, oh, yeah. but to months to... Um, I mean, I think that we could be seeing this for six, you know, six months easily, uh, before we have the yeah. full theater community back up and running. Right. Yeah. It's unfortunate. The third, the recent 30 day, uh, you know, another 30 day order is incredibly optimistic as we've already mentioned several times. So yeah. it's, it's not going to be one more month. It's certainly not. It's probably not going to be two more months. It's probably not going to be three more months. So it's, it's certainly trying 
and, uh, you know, concerning to see cancellations. Obviously, we'd rather see postponement of things, but there are certain productions like this that don't know if they can, you know, when they can get people back together again and when what the schedule is going to look like in the future. Yeah, I, I think there's probably two dates to look towards. On the optimistic side, July 4th is probably mm-hmm. a really good date to look forward to. And if things don't go as well as possible, Labor Day is the next one that I would look for. Um, so July, September, um, somewhere in that area would be what I would be targeting. Um, because as we heard from the Broadway League earlier this week in mm-hmm. the email that they sent out to their members, large gatherings are going to be the last things that are permitted to reopen. So I I think that July 4th and or Labor Day are probably the most realistic dates, depending on how quickly we are able to flatten the curve. But Ashley, you mentioned that when it comes to tours and sit down productions like this, it would, it, when it comes to rescheduling things, it's very, very difficult because there's already so much mm-hmm. planned on the back end. Uh, over at Broadway News, Caitlin Houston, uh, Huston, um, had a really nice article that kind of detailed a lot of those problems. Um, it was called Touring Productions Wait on the Sidelines at Mid-Theater Closings. Um, a really great article kind of breaks it down. In it, she has a quote from Meredith Blair, who's the president of the booking group that handles a lot of the tour scheduling and engagements. And Meredith Blair said, quote, it is the biggest game of whack-a-mole you've ever seen. We don't know what the end game is for any of these markets or any of these tours. And while we talk about the Broadway League talking how uh, Governor Cuomo of New York might not allow large gatherings to reopen until the very last thing, mm-hmm. the tours can't really schedule things and make definitive plans until each of the individual municipalities yeah. that they're in, be that state or city, um, makes those decisions. So it's a really, really complicated thing. And Caitlin goes through and talks about um, Aladdin, Miss Saigon, SpongeBob, Hello Dolly, and Once on This Island have all closed their tours. Oh, yeah. Not postponed, not waiting. Mean Girls, Dear Evan Hansen, My Fair Lady, both of the Hamiltons, Frozen, Lion King, they've suspended performances, um, but others have canceled. So it's a, a really good read because we don't talk much about the touring side of this, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a really good article to read from Broadway news. Yeah. We've talked about it a little bit in terms of what I've said before is that it's especially difficult for touring companies because even when things go back to normal, like how anxious are people going to be to go back out into large gatherings? And what is that going to look like for, you know, communities that have been affected more than others? Like it might be easier for communities with you know, lower numbers to get back into the swing of things and see these touring productions. But in locations where you have really, uh, you know, really high tallies of those who have been diagnosed and those who have died, it's going to take longer than even what the lockdown looks like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. In some other news, which is an interesting uh, decision, I don't think that I expected this one. Yesterday, the Off-Broadway League and the Lucille Lortel Theater Foundation announced a revised schedule for the 35th Annual Lucille Lortel Awards. Um, what they decided to do is, is that any show that opened before February 16th will be part of this season. Any show that opened after February 16th, they are giving them the option to be either be included in the 2020 season or be moved to the 2021 season. Then all of the nominations for the Lucille Lortel Awards will be announced on April 14th, and the ceremony will be presented virtually as an online event 
on May 3rd. More details about that are to be announced. Um, this is very interesting, actually, because the bulk mm-hmm. of the off-Broadway season hadn't really happened yet. I mean, not the bulk, but I mean, the busiest time, just oh, like yeah. with Broadway, yeah. it hadn't happened yet. So uh, super interesting to see that the Lortels are moving to this model. Yeah, very excited to see this. Again, as you said, there's a lot of shows that hadn't opened yet, but the flip side of that is that there are so many off-Broadway shows that yeah. there, will, there will still be plenty to work with, at least. Totes. Uh, all right. So we've got a bunch of things here, actually, in the recommendations section. Some things that you are going to have to wait for and some things you can watch right away. First up yesterday, NBC announced that Jesus Christ Superstar Live in Concert will be re-airing this year on Easter Sunday, April 12th. You can find that on NBC. And then uh, coming up next Monday, uh, Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS uh, and their uh, Virus Emergency Assistance Fund will be putting together a live streamed reading of Lips Together, Teeth Apart in honor of uh, Terrence McNally, who passed away on March 24th due to virus complications. You can watch it on YouTube. In the cast, you will find such folks as Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Celia Keenan-Bolger, Zachary Quinto, Ari Grainer and more. Trip Coleman will direct. Very interesting here. Actually, nice. just Tyler, right. Jer- Jesse Tyler Ferguson and Celia Keenan-Bolger co-starred in the original um, Broadway production of 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Celia Keenan-Bolger and Zachary Quinto played brother and sister in not the last revival of A Glass Menagerie, but the one before it. Um, so lots of six degrees affair. of Keenan-Bolger. Yeah. yeah, six degrees of Keenan-Bolger in that <laughs> I like it much better than Bacon. Well, I mean, I like Kevin Bacon too, but oh, yeah, who doesn't course. love Sue Keenan and Bolger as exactly. well? Exactly. <laughs> All right, so here's for the things that you can watch right away. Um, on Monday night, James Corden, Tony winner James Corden, had a special that aired on CBS called Home Fest, James Corden's Late Late Show special, which had interviews and performances from stars in their homes. One of the performers was Ben Platt, who actually joined um, members of the touring cast, I believe it was, uh, of Dear Evan Hansen in a performance of You Will Be Found. Uh, so check that out. I haven't seen this one yet, um, So, uh, but I saw lots of people retweeting. So there's that. Then we got an epic mashup from Howard Ho, who is the creator of How Hamilton Works, a series on YouTube. I'm not familiar with it, but clearly his editing skills and his autotune skills are impeccable because what he did was is he took live performances like TV performances of a ton of musicals and turned them into a mashup that actually sounds like a real song. Hey, nice. uh, it's pretty fantastic. Um, uh, it's pretty amazing. So, um, the musical had to have opened on Broadway between 2010 and 2019 and, uh, or won, uh, a Tony for best musical. So, uh, really, really good, not including revivals in there. So check that one out. But the last thing I want to recommend, and chances are by now you have seen it recommended in multiple places. Um, but a family, I believe in the UK, the Marsh family, no relation, no relation to Ellen, um, they are finding ways to get through the doldrums of their life by rewriting and then performing one day more from Les Miserables. Of course. Um, this is a, a mother and a father, two young sons, two young daughters looking like from ages like, I don't know, four to ten. Yeah, don't ask me maybe. about that. <laughs> yeah. But it is so funny. And it's really so good. good. I mean, it's, it's not like. 
they're all professional singers by any stretch, but it's just they all commit to it. It's so earnest. Uh, right. <laughs> really, really fun. I actually, actually teared up during it. I oh, was, I, it was so cute. Old softy. Yeah. So if you have not seen it, highly, highly recommend. It's a great way to get through uh, the quarantine stuff. So my favorite check that one part out. was the, I guess it was like a jacket they were waving in lieu of a yeah. flag. Yeah. It's very good. Talking about. Um, having to miss football matches and their grandparents can't figure out Skype. Yeah, it's very drinking, funny. Mom sighing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Have, have you seen my brother's hair? <laughs> yeah, that was good too. Uh, so definitely check that one out. Very, very funny. But all right, that is all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt Ashley. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, this is Ashley. Also, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio if you would like to support us during this crazy time. Um, Asher, you have a fun big interview coming up on Wednesday. And that'll be coming out in the Patreon feed and then the regular feed at some point in the next few days. I'm hoping um, to land um, a really exciting interview if we can work out schedules. Um, And that will appear in the Patreon episode or that in the Patreon feed first as well. All right, everybody, have a wonderful hump day if days really mean anything at this point. No. We will talk to you again on Thursday. Thursday.